The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give you for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. If you have ever wondered who writes the preaching schedule here at St. Philip the Deacon, after listening to today's scripture, it should be pretty obvious to you that it is not me. Did you hear that gospel that Lois just read for us, the one where Jesus says, eat my flesh and drink my blood? He explains, I am the living bread come down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. We are near the end of the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, which began with 5,000 hungry people and five loaves and two fish. The Bible tells us that not only did they all eat until they were satisfied, but there were 12 baskets of leftovers. The rest of the chapter unfolds, as you have heard over the last couple of weeks, with a convoluted discussion between Jesus and the crowd. The crowd, you see, is repeatedly trying to pin Jesus down on precisely what he meant when he spoke about bread from heaven and living bread and eating and drinking his flesh and his blood. Of this, C.S. Lewis wrote, I don't know and can't imagine what the disciples understood our Lord to mean when his body still unbroken and his blood still unshed, he handed them the bread and the wine saying they were his body and his blood. I can't imagine either. The fact of the matter is that these words of Jesus are impossible to explain. And yet, that has not stopped God's people from wondering and asking, right along with those people who were the first to hear them, how? How can this man give us his flesh to eat? 
And furthermore, that these words are impossible to explain has not stopped God's people from arguing and quarreling over them either. During the Reformation, plenty of ink was spilled, working out just what happens to the bread and wine when it's consecrated at the holy table. And wars have been fought over precisely how ordinary bread and wine could invoke the presence of our Lord. When our oldest was a baby, one day, after she had been crying for what seemed like endless hours, and after I had done everything, absolutely everything I could think of, clean diaper, full tummy, not too hot, not too cold, well-rested, held, rocked, walked, swaddled, and nothing I did and nothing I offered would soothe her, I distinctly remember picking her up and holding her directly in front of me, her face red from screaming as I was pleading, could you please be more specific? (laughs) In today's reading, the people want the same of Jesus. When you read John 6 straight through, you cannot miss how the people grow increasingly frustrated all the way to the point of anger with Jesus' abstract answers to their earnest questions. They just want to know how. They want to understand. They want a concrete and a solid and a meaningful explanation to their question, how, Jesus? Or... To put the question another way, could you please be more specific about this living bread from heaven? It's an exasperated Jesus who answers in our reading for today, I am telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. To those asking, and perhaps to you too, it must have felt like yet another non-answer. Jesus doesn't offer the explanation that they were looking for. He doesn't satisfy their need to know or to understand or to be certain or to be right. Rather, Jesus responds, to a far more important and much deeper need. He speaks to the promise of life, a promise that he made concrete in bread and wine so that we could see and touch and taste it. Imagine that. We get to see and touch and taste God's promise. When Jesus says, I am the living bread come down from heaven, he's saying he is life itself and that he alone is the means to that life for which we most deeply hunger. Turns out it's not a non-answer at all. It's really the truest and most beautiful answer Jesus could give. Speaking to the dispute that erupted in the gospel reading for today when the people demand to know, how can this be? 
and speaking as well to the quarrels God's people have had over the centuries about the bread and the wine and the body and the blood of Christ. In a devotion, Episcopal priest Michael Marsh wrote this. The short answer to the dispute in John 6 is love. The longer answer fills thousands of books. The longer answer rationalizes and divides churches and separates Christians one from another. The longer answer recognizes that there is bread aplenty but still leaves us hungry. I, he writes, prefer the short answer, and I wonder if Jesus does as well. And then he continues, the longer answer keeps me stuck in my head trying to make sense of senselessness. When I think of the short answer, however, I begin to list people who have fed and nourished my life with their flesh and their blood through real incarnate lives of presence and generosity and forgiveness and strength and courage and guidance and love. Do you see? The living bread come down from heaven is God's expression of love. It's sacrificial love. It's the generous giving of love for the sake of others. It's like this for us. When we participate in the sacrament, receiving the body and the blood of Jesus in the bread and the wine, not only are we fed and forgiven, but we are also changed and transformed and made new. We become living bread for others. One of the greatest privileges of serving as a parish pastor is the opportunity to visit people who are homebound and to share the sacrament with them. A long time ago, in another congregation, over a number of years, I made regular visits to a 90-year-old woman named Gertrude. Her eyesight was failing, which meant that she had to give up her car. She was hard of hearing, which meant that she didn't use the phone, and her family worried about her safely living alone, which is how she ended up living in an assisted living facility. She was a beloved member of the faith community, and I have to tell you, I was so glad that I was the one that got to visit her. Things didn't start very smoothly, however. Every time, every single time I would show up at her door with bread and wine, she was not in her room. I tried coming in the morning and in the afternoon at mealtime, and on different days of the week. But no matter when I showed up, she was out. I looked around the building for her, but I couldn't find her in all the usual places, the community room, the craft room, the dining room. After many attempts to visit her, one day, I finally caught her in her apartment, and I apologetically told her how many times I had tried to visit. <laughs> and you know what she said to me? She told me that it would be difficult to catch her at home because each Monday in her little kitchenette, she baked rolls from memory 
from scratch, and then get this. She spent the rest of the week delivering them to the shut-ins, as she referred to her neighbors. <laughs> she said, oh, you have no idea how lonely they are and how grateful they are for someone to stop by to visit. So, she said, it takes me most of every day, all week long, to make sure everyone gets their bread. The Bible says, And the people disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Friends, the answer is love. The living bread that comes from heaven comes to you in the bread and the wine that we receive at this holy table. But it also comes in the people and the relationships and the experiences that nourish and sustain and encourage and empower us for this life's journey. Beyond that, it's impossible to explain. But I'm telling you, that's everything we need to know. When we partake of the sacrament, fed by the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus, we are enlivened by his life so that we might go out into the world to be living bread for others. In the name of Jesus, amen.